We're going to be learning in Chidush Rabbeinu Chaim HaLevi, the fifth and final piece in Hilchos Bias HaMikdash. This is Perak Tes Halacha Zayin. The case that the Rambam's discussing is that even if a non-Kohen, a regular Yisrael, lit the menorah candles, it's still a valid lighting. And Rab Chaim's going to analyze what that says about the broader implications for what exactly the mitzvah of lighting the menorah and the Beis HaMikdash is. The Rambam writes, Even a Zar, a non-Kohen, a regular Yisrael, is permitted to light the menorah in the Beis HaMikdash. Therefore, if the Kohen prepared the candles to be lit, and then he brought it outside the Beis HaMikdash, a non-Kohen, a Zar, is permitted to light them. So the Ravid disagrees. He says, The Rambam is exaggerating when he says that it's permitted for a non-Kohen to light them, but rather, if the non-Kohen lit them, then it's okay. So the Ravid objects to the fact that the Rambam seems to say that a non-Kohen could even even ideally light the menorah. The Ravid agrees that if Bidiyevet, after the fact, a Yisrael lit the menorah, so then that's a valid lighting. But the Rambam should not have said that even L'Chatchila, a Yisrael, could light the menorah candles. So Rab Chaim explains the context for the Ravid's critique, which is the principle in Halacha is Hadlaka Lava Vodahi, that lighting the menorah in the Beis HaMikdash is not a form of service. So that's why it's permitted for a Yisrael to light the candles, because only Avoda, the actual service in the Beis HaMikdash, has to be done by Kohanim. But Hadlaka, which is not Avoda, the lighting is not a form of service, so therefore anyone, even a Yisrael, could do it. On the other hand, the Torah does say that the Kohen should light the candles. So obviously, in an ideal situation, the Kohen would light the candles. But if the Kohen didn't light it and the Yisrael went ahead and lit it, so after the fact, that's sufficient. So that's the Ravid's question on the Rambam, that even though he agrees that after the fact, if Yisrael lit the candles, it's valid, but how could the Rambam say that even in an ideal situation, a Yisrael could light the candles when the Torah specifies that the Kohanim should ideally light the candles? So Rab Chaim's first answer is that the Rambam fundamentally agrees with the Ravid also, that ideally a Kohen should light the candles. But the Rambam qualifies that halacha, that it only refers to a case where the menorah is in its general place, which is inside the Beis HaMikdash. So then a Kohen should light the candles, but if not, if a Yisrael lights it, then it's valid. But this case in the Rambam is an unusual one to begin with. It's not the normal case. The case the Rambam's discussing is where someone took the menorah outside of the Beis HaMikdash. So now it's standing outside when it's being lit. So there the Rambam says that it actually makes no difference whether a Kohen or a Yisrael lights it. And the explanation for that distinction is because there's no mitzvah lighting the menorah outside the Beis HaMikdash. The mitzvah is only going to be fulfilled when the menorah is brought back inside the Beis HaMikdash. At that point, when it burns, it will fulfill the mitzvah. But the lighting of the menorah outside the Beis HaMikdash is not part of the mitzvah. So it doesn't matter if a Kohen or a Yisrael light it. So the Rambam's answer to the Ravid is that even though in general he agrees with the Ravid that ideally a Kohen should light it, that's only in a normal case where they're lighting the menorah inside the Beis HaMikdash. Here, where they're lighting it outside, it makes no difference who lights it, whether it's a Kohen or a Yisrael. 
Now, it's still true, says Rab Chaim, that if there was a special halacha that the menorah must be lit by a Kohen, so then even in this unusual case where the menorah was outside and it was lit and then it was brought back inside, if it had been lit by a Yisrael, then the whole mitzvah would not have been fulfilled because it would have been missing the necessity of having a Kohen light it. So the fact that in this unusual case where the menorah was lit outside the Beis HaMikdash by a Yisrael, and we still say that they fulfilled the mitzvah, that's still a reflection of the fact that even if a Yisrael lights the menorah, it's sufficient to do the mitzvah because hadlaka lava avoda, he, the lighting is not part of the avoda, and it could be done by anyone. So Rab Chaim creates a balance in the Rambam. If the menorah is lit inside, so then the mitzvah is being performed through the lighting of it, so it should ideally be done by a Kohen, but if somehow it was done by Yisrael, there's no practical way for a Yisrael to go inside the Beis HaMikdash and light the menorah, but let's say telepathically the Yisrael could light it, so then it would be valid to do the mitzvah, but it would only be a bidi evet. Ideally, a Kohen should light it inside. But since this menorah was taken outside, so now not only can a Yisrael light it practically, because obviously the Yisrael can now reach it, but in addition to that, he even can light it lechatchila because the mitzvah is not being performed through that lighting. The mitzvah is going to happen when the menorah goes back inside. But the Yisrael is only permitted to light the menorah because it doesn't require a Kohen. If the halacha was that the lighting of the menorah had to have a Kohen, so then it wouldn't matter that the menorah was outside. If a Yisrael lit it, even when it's brought back inside, they would not fulfill the mitzvah until a Kohen lit it. So that's the balance that Rav Chaim tries to create in this Rambam. And that's how he accounts for why the Rambam holds that ideally a Yisrael could light the menorah in this case because it's outside of the Beis HaMikdash. But, says Rab Chaim, there's still a problem with this whole approach, both on the Rambam and the Raivid. Because since the Torah said that a Kohen has to light the menorah, so that indicates that the mitzvah must be done by a Kohen inside of the Beis HaMikdash. So where did the Rambam or the Raivid ever see that you're permitted to do the mitzvah outside the Beis HaMikdash to begin with? And second of all, with the Yisrael. The Torah said that it has to be done like everything else inside the Beis HaMikdash by a Kohen. And even though the principle in Halacha is Hadlaka Lava Voda, that lighting is not a form of service in the Beis HaMikdash, but says Rab Chaim, that's only a technicality to explain why if a Yisrael lights the menorah, he doesn't get the death penalty by heaven, which is the normal punishment if a Yisrael does Avoda. So in this case, he won't get punished because it's not Avoda. But saying that a Yisrael doesn't get punished is very different than saying that he could actually fulfill the mitzvah. So where did the Rambam and the Ravid find any source that a Yisrael could do the lighting of the menorah? And not only that, but he could do it outside of the Beis HaMikdash, which goes against the whole command the way the Torah formulated it. So in order to explain this, Rab Chaim tries another approach, which is based on the Rambam in Hochstmidim Musfim Perik Gimel Halacha Yud. The Rambam writes, Dishon HaMenorah Vatavas HaNeros Baboker Obein HaArbayim. The cleaning of the menorah and the preparation of the wicks, the candles, was done in the morning and in the evening. Mitzvah's essay, Shinem Yaroch Oso Aaron Ubanav. And that was the mitzvah, as the Torah says, that Aaron and his children, the Kohanim, should prepare it. 
Now the Rambam adds, This process, the mitzvah of lighting the candles, superseded Shabbos. Even though it was a violation of Shabbos, they would still do it on Shabbos. And they would do it if they were impure. Like the Karbanos, the daily sacrifices, which were obviously a violation of Shabbos, but they still brought them because the sacrifice superseded Shabbos. And the reason for all this is because they have a set time. So a mitzvah which has to be done every day supersedes Shabbos. And the same is true for lighting the candles because it says lahalos ner tamid, that there has to be a constant candle. So since the menorah has to be done every day, it supersedes Shabbos. And then the Rambam says, Mahu dishon ha-menorah, what is the cleaning of the menorah? Kol ner shechaba masir haptila v'chol ha-shemen shebenero mekancho v'nosin v'opsila acheres v'shemen acher. Any candle which had gone out, he would clean out the entire wind and the oil, get everything out of there, and then put a new oil and a new wick. The lighting of the candles was the preparation of the candle. So here the Rambam says that the lighting of the candle was part and parcel of the process of hatavas haneros, the preparation of the candle. And then he ends, any candle which had not gone out when the Kohen got in there, so he would just fix it up a little bit. So Rab Chaim asks that here the Rambam conflates Two seemingly different concepts, which is hadlakas hameneros, the lighting of the candles, and hatavas haneros, the preparation of the candles. But the Rambam seems to totally collapse them into each other when he says hadlakas haneros hi hatavasam, that the lighting of the candles was the preparation of the candles. So the Rambam seems to combine these two concepts into one. But there's a big problem with saying that because the Gemara we referenced earlier on Yuma Davchav Dalid says explicitly that Hatavas Haneros Avoda, the preparation of the candles was Avoda, whereas Hadlaka Lava Vodahi, the lighting is not Avoda. And based on this distinction, the Rambam himself in Hilchos B'yas Amikdash Perak Tess rules that a Zar, a regular Yisrael, cannot do the Hatavas Haneros, could not prepare the candles, even though he could light the candles, because that's not Avoda, but he cannot prepare the candles, which is Avoda. So you see that the Rambam fully accepts this distinction between Hadlaka and Hatava. So if so, how can the Rambam possibly say in Hilchus Tmidim Musfim that Hadlakas Haneros Hi Hatavasam, that the lighting of the candles is the same thing as the preparation of the candles, when it's clear in Halacha that there's a major fundamental difference between these two concepts. So in order to explain this, Rab Chaim suggests his main conceptual point of this piece, which is that there are two meanings to the word hadlaka, the lighting of the candles. One is the actual action of lighting the candles, which is meaningless in halacha. And the other is that the candles are actually burning, the lighting of the candles themselves. So the passive activity of the candles burning. And that's what the Rambam is talking about when he says, that the passive process of the candles burning is the mitzvah of Hatavas Haneros. In Rab Chaim's language, the The Rambam holds that there is no inherent mitzvah in the action of lighting the candles. Rather, the mitzvah is that the candles should be burning constantly. It's the burning of the candles which is the mitzvah. This that the candles are burning is the fulfillment 
fulfillment of this mitzvah. So that's what the Rambam meant, Hadlakas Haneros Hihatavasan, that the ultimate point of the preparation of the candles is that they should be burning. And that is all the avoda, the preparation and the burning of the candles is all the central mitzvah of the menorah. As opposed to the act of actually lighting the candles, is not relevant to the fulfillment of this mitzvah. So it's not part of the actual mitzvah. So now this is exactly the distinction that the Rambam makes. That with regards to the cleaning and the preparation of the candles, that is avoda. That's why it has to be done by a Kohen. A czar cannot do it. And that's also the integral part of the whole mitzvah, which includes the burning of the candles. As opposed to the act of lighting the candles, which is not integral to the mitzvah, so that anyone, even a czar, could do, because it's not part of the action of the mitzvah. And Rab Chaim adds that this idea is also going to resolve another questionable formulation of the Rambam, because when the Rambam ruled that lighting the menorah supersedes Shabbos, he compared it to the case of the daily karbanos, which have to be done every day, even if it includes a violation of Shabbos. So in the same way, lighting the menorah, even though it means violating Shabbos, has to be done every single day. But the Rambam emphasizes that the point of all this is because the candles of the menorah have to burn tamid constantly. So Rab Chaim asks, why does he even need that additional point? He already told us that the candles of the menorah have to be prepared slash lit every morning and every evening. The Rambam holds that the menorah was lit both in the morning and in the evening, unlike the other Rishonim that it was only in the evening. But either way, the Rambam's already told us that this is a mitzvah which has to be done every day. So it's an exact parallel to the case of the Karbanos, which have to be done every day. And that's why it should violate Shabbos. There's no need to add in this point that it had to be burning constantly. Says Rab Chaim, the reason the Rambam emphasizes the Tamid, the constant aspect, is precisely because of this point. The Rambam holds that there is no mitzvah to actually light the menorah. The action of lighting is not a mitzvah, so it can't supersede Shabbos. The only detail which supersedes Shabbos is that the candles need to burn constantly. That's the mitzvah, and in order for that to happen, he needs to be able to light it on Shabbos. So that's why the mitzvah of menorah supersedes Shabbos, because the burning had to be constant. And this approach also emerges from the language of the Rambam, because he added at the end of that halacha that if the candle hadn't gone out, then there was no need to light it. He would just fix it up a little bit. So you see that the mitzvah is not the lighting of it. The mitzvah is that it should be burning. If the candle went out, then obviously he has to relight it in order for it to be burning. But if the candle's still burning, then he would just touch it up a little bit and that would be sufficient so long as the candles were burning. So the emphasis in the Rambam is not on the act of lighting the menorah, but it's on having the candles of the menorah be burning. That was the key mitzvah. And that's why what allowed them to violate Shabbos was not the need to light the menorah, which was not actually part of the mitzvah, but the need for the candles of the menorah to be burning constantly, which required them to also light it on Shabbos. So now, given this idea, Reb Chaim comes back to the original question, and he says the whole thing now makes sense in the Rambam. The reason why the menorah can be lit outside by a czar is because the lighting is not a mitzvah at all. So it doesn't matter who does it or where it's done. The act of lighting the menorah was just practically necessary in order for the candles to be burning. 
But any way you got the candles burning was sufficient. So that's why the Rambam says it doesn't matter whether it's lechatchila, anyone could light, even if the menorah is outside the Beis HaMikdash, the only thing that does matter is that when the candles are burning, it needs to be inside the Beis HaMikdash in order to fulfill the mitzvah because that was the key moment of the mitzvah. So this is Rab Chaim's explanation for the Rambam, why he's so lenient on who and where lights the menorah because according to the Rambam, that's not integral to the mitzvah. It's just a practical necessity to get to the real fulfillment of the mitzvah, which is the burning of the candles. Now, the Ravid who questions the Rambam, so he seems to hold that the lighting of the menorah is a bit of a more important process. That's why it should be done by a Kohen. But again, fundamentally, he also agrees that since it's not a part of the mitzvah, if a Yisrael does it, then it's good enough. So the Rambam and the Ravid both basically agree on this idea. They just seem to debate how far to extend it, whether it means that a Yisrael could even light the menorah or only bediyavid. So this is the key conceptual point of Rab Chaim's piece that the mitzvah of lighting the menorah was not the lighting of the candles but rather the burning of the candles and based on that he explains a few points in the Rambam probably the most significant of which is that the Rambam seems to contradict himself. In one place he calls Hadlakas Haneros the same as Hatavas Haneros. The lighting and the preparation are the same. Whereas elsewhere he distinguishes between those two. The Rab Chaim explains that when the Rambam conflates the two, he's referring not to the act of lighting the menorah, but the burning of the candles, which was part and parcel of the mitzvah of preparing the menorah. When the Rambam distinguishes between them though, he's referring to the act of lighting the menorah, which was was not a part of the mitzvah, so it was fundamentally distinct from the Hatavas Haneros. Now, in the later Svarim, there's a good amount of discussion about Rab Chaim's theory in this piece, but I've already gone through a good amount of this material in another recording on another channel. It's called Rav Eliezer Silver, the difference between Hanukkah candles and lighting the menorah, beginning around minute eight or so. It begins discussing some of the issues related to this Rambam and Rab Chaim's explanation of it. So rather than clogging up the internet any more than I already do, I'm going to refer interested listeners to that piece. The highlights that are discussed there is that the Rogichover Go'on and his commentary on the Rambam Tzafnas Paneach, so he's a contemporary of Rab Chaim. There's even rumors that they studied together when they were children. The Rogichover came to learn under Rab Chaim's father, the Beis HaLevi, so they knew each other when they were much younger. But the Rogichover independently comes to the same answer for this Rambam from the Ravid's question that the reason anyone can light the candles is because it's not a mitzvah. With one major caveat, the Rogichover believes that there's no mitzvah to light any of the candles of the menorah except the Ner Ravi, the western candle, which had a special status. So there, there is a mitzvah to light it. So Rab Chaim makes no distinction between any of the candles. There's no mitzvah to light any of them. The only mitzvah is for them to burn, whereas the Rogachavar largely agrees, except when it comes to the Ner Ravi. The second key point, which is the focus of that recording, is that this whole concept that the mitzvah is for the candles to burn, not the actual lighting, seems to be limited to the menorah in the Beis HaMikdash. Whereas the mitzvah of lighting Hanukkah candles seems to be a mitzvah to light it, not that they should burn. So that distinction is first made by the Nesivos in his commentary on Hilchos Pesach, Mekor Chaim, a good hundred years before Rab Chaim wrote.
A third point there is that Rab Chaim's son, Rab Velvel, the Brisker Rav, in his Chidushe Moran Rizalevi Ala Rambam, so he uses this idea of Rab Chaim in order to answer a question on the Rambam. So basically, there's a number of top achronim who seem to agree with Rab Chaim's idea. Rab Chaim, the Ruggetshover, Rab Velvel, the Brisker Rav, as well as the Nasivas alludes to it. On the other hand, in that recording, there are some indications from Rab Lazer Silver, especially quoting the Urios Shlomo, who's also a contemporary of Rab Chaim. So they don't have a fully developed idea against this, but they do seem to point in the direction that maybe there's a way to read the Rambam, that the mitzvah is the lighting itself. So there's some interesting discussion about that. And then there's a question from the Minchas Chinuch about how you can even pick up the menorah and take it outside the Beis HaMikdash to begin with. And Rab Chaim's approach would answer the Minchas Chinuch's question. And then finally, there's some interesting discussion there about Rab Chaim's assumption in his reading of this Rambam that the menorah was taken outside the Beis HaMikdash. And that does seem to be the simple reading of the Rambam, but there are some grammatical issues with that reading. And the Maser Okeach and the Yerios Shlomo entertain another possibility about what the actual case is. And there's also some discussion from Rab Nachum Zemba about that.